You're listening to a 95BFM podcast. Travelling Tunes with Dr Kirsten Zimke. Kirsten, how are you today? Good morning. I am good. That that is awesome to hear. Hang on one second. That's that's more awesome to hear. It's getting a weird feedback there. Uh, what's going on in the world of music this morning? We're going to the Paisley Underground. Yeah. Um, I don't. I mean, I hadn't heard much of this at the time, and but it's a thing. So this is Los Angeles in the 1980s, and. So on the one hand, during that era, you had glam metal um, going on, and it was a really big deal. And then also in Southern California, they had Southern California punk. And this was for the nerds that weren't quite fitting in, a little more bedroomy, <laughs> and they were reviving the 1960s. They were into like the Beatles and the Birds and the Velvet Underground. Um, I love it. I, I'm so excited we're talking about this. I don't oh, know, okay. I don't know much about the actual scene, but I do know the sounds. Mm. And I'm sure the BFM listeners will also know a lot of these well, sounds. Well, it's jangle pop music. So the first song is by Game Theory, Bad Year at UCLA. Were these also college bands as well? Is that part of the context? Yes, they were. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So they were too nerdy to be, you know, do the other stuff. And they were listening to old records. Yeah. I love an American doing a kind of a British a Britishism. Know, it's so I unusual hear to hear it back that way. And so I'm reading about this. They're saying there was similar pockets in Georgia. They had REM starting out, and in Dunedin, New Zealand, they oh, had a scene. There we go. Too. I just went and watched. Um, the Elephant Six Recording Company documentary earlier this week, and it's later than this era, but they were also similarly interested in, you know, older music from the 60s and stuff and sort of bringing that out as a uh, antithesis to grunge in the 90s. So where did Paisley come from, that particular name? Are we talking about the print? Are we talking about the place in Scotland? What's the Well, not the connection? place in Scotland. <laughs> Actually, I haven't seen where they took their Paisley from. Maybe it's from the 60s. So in um, 2013, a lot of these bands got together and had a Paisley underground sort of concert revival thing. That's so oh. good. Yeah. So you know how sometimes people reject the, the the monikers or the names, but they seem to sort of be all right with it. Yeah. Yeah. I guess when you really are 
a little bit outnumbered in a country as massive as America when the sound you're making is not the sound most people are listening to. It must be quite nice to have something where you can sort of say, you like this thing too? Okay, we're going to yeah, connect up yeah. a wee bit here. And apparently they played in each other's bands, like different scenes. Sick. Classic. Okay, Someone so says in, um, yeah. in New Zealand they call... Waiheke Island, the Paisley Underground. Mm. I don't know if that's a, just a this, this person thing or if that's a widely established thing, but who knows? Go over there, see what's going on. Yeah, you say it's a waste to run from mistakes Yeah, it's really a shame So this is a Dream Syndicate. On 1982, these tracks are all 1982, um, so it's, what's funny reading about them, some, they're called alternative rock, uh, neo-psychedelia. The last band was called power pop sometimes. But here's their description, which I think doesn't cover it at all. Um, <laughs> psychedelia, rich vocal harmonies and guitar interplay. I mean, I, there I'm is just, a psychedelic tw- twinge. But yeah. It's, oh, yeah, but I'm yeah. just like, that's not describing enough to me. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, wait, wait, here's the etymology. Someone was wearing a paisley dress they got dress they got from a thrift store. There we go. That sounds about right. And someone joked, you know, uh, words from the paisley, paisley underground, and they heard <laughs> it know. on the tape. Yeah. Okay. And the phrase later came to be hated by the bands, but they acknowledged it was both harmless and helpful to have a banner. Yeah. There we go. It's really interesting because this does have such a 60s uh, sensibility, but a real 80s recording sound, if that makes sense. Like, Well, yeah, and I feel like it could be from New Zealand. Yeah, there's a lot of that jangle out of Aotearoa. It doesn't sound like California. No. No. When we're talking success of these bands, I think the third band we're about to play is probably the one most people will have yes. heard of. But for these other groups, what was their reach? Was it was it did it stay niche or are they those stayed kind of niche. right stayed niche? I and local, you know, local at the time, popular at the time, um, and then yeah, with these revivals and playing at Coachella, you know, just this kind of yeah, niche. So it's kind of one of those movements that's been you know. A musician's movement, almost like people have been inspired by it. Would yeah, that be fair to say? About. Yeah, right. Yeah, definitely talked about it. I don't know if they charted anything. <laughs> sorry, charting's not everything. I'm sorry. Especially not for nerds. So this is the Dream Syndicate with Tell Me When It's Over. Uh, The third band I'm pretty sure most people will have heard of before. (laughs) 
So the Bangles, they had they had more reach. People have heard of the Bangles. They were maybe more successful. Were they successful at the time, or is it something that we've retrospectively come to appreciate about them? Uh, oh no, they're very successful at the time because they got picked up by Prince, gave them a song, ah. and um, you know heard them, and yeah, so they got sort of picked up and then had their big hits. What's funny is they're originally called the Bangs. Because I, I don't know if you know, in America, that's what people call their a yeah, fringe. fringe yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. It really suits them. I remember seeing a like a Bangles record when I was a kid and just thinking it was the best name for a band ever. And I still think that. I think it's just such a good, good track. We've had a, a text as well um, from someone saying that the Dream, uh, the Dream Syndicate song was thrashed on BFM and they have the record. Huh. So there you go. Big fans of the Paisley Underground, historically and contemporaneously. Yeah, yeah. Coming back to it. I think I used contemporaneously wrong there. Who cares? Oh. <laughs> it happens to the best of us. Just want to play the bangles all morning now. kind of were picked up they got they got successful they sort of had this reach did they stretch outside of that genre bubble then Kirsten oh no no they stuck on that and and they have been really cool about coming back to these um Paisley Underground sort of you know revival things oh that's awesome they got much bigger and as we've seen with some of these older genre you know their music gets picked up from movies yeah you know, and kind of has these revivals, you know, occasionally when their song appears in a movie. And I think also at the time, they were part of a movement of having girl groups come through. And it was really important for, you know, to have some women on the charts. Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. Hey, Kirsten, thank you for bringing us the Paisley Underground this morning. Uh, we will talk to you again next Friday. So have a lovely weekend. Okay. Bye. That was Travelling Tunes with Dr. Kirsten Zimke. That was a 95BFM podcast. Support 95BFM with a B-card. Go to 95BFM.com slash sign up.